On today's insights, winning the first impression. What does a candidate or prospect think when they first see your website? Why we need to think fast but act slow on social media? And I challenge Matt to build us the best recruitment marketing strategy for $2,500 a month. Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you ever wish you had an easier way to sell your staffing services? Do you wish more qualified candidates would apply to your jobs? It's time to start wishing and start doing. Let Haley Marketing create a roadmap for your company. We'll talk with you about your goals, determine the best marketing strategies for your business, and then give you an outline of everything you need to do to succeed in this market. And the best part, it's completely free. If you'd like a marketing roadmap for your staffing company, give us a call at 888-696-2900 or email info at haleymarketing.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights. Tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing this week, buddy? Hey, Brad. We're doing well. Great week for the podcast, Matt. Big week. You Big and week I, for the podcast. Insights, episode 49 with this episode. We set the goal of 50. Um, we stuck to our plan all along this year. We're going to get there sooner than expected. We did make our goal. That means we should probably start planning something cool for episode 50. I don't even know what to do for episode 50. <laughs> what could we possibly do besides just have witty banter, right? That, that's, that's what we call a, uh, a hook or a lead or something you like have that. You to tune in, in next in episode, broadcast. right? Tune in to find out. We also had an interview episode drop this week. Host Todd Lewinowski interviewed Ryan Marr from our team to talk about what he's seeing in the overall landscape that is staffing and recruiting. Always great insights from Ryan, and I did not pay him to drop my name at the end of the podcast, despite the rumors. And then, on top of those two things, we're now on Amazon Music. So if you're listening to this episode for the first time, whether that's on HaleyMarketing.com or you're listening on Apple Music and you'd prefer to listen on an Alexa device, all you got to say is, Alexa, play Secrets of Staffing Success on Amazon Music and you get to listen to the show. We're going to go a little behind the curtains, people, and insights here. Brad is very excited about this, that he can sit in his house and tell Alexa basically to talk to him with his own voice. So at the end of the day, that's what this is. When you work from home, Matt, and you're alone throughout the day, having a smart speaker to talk to, it's good company. I've been listening to, so we have Amazon Music. I can stay on this topic for a second. We have Amazon Music. It's incredible. I haven't worn headphones. I was actually, Matt, we were talking about this the other day. When was the last time you wore dress clothes? But I haven't worn headphones besides working out in months. In the office, I mean, it's all, all day. But now, just Alexa, play Kings of Leon. Alexa, play Dave Matthews, whatever it is. Now, Alexa, play Secrets of Staffing Success, and you get this podcast. I don't know when the last time was we wore dress clothes. I actually looked at my socks in my sock drawer the other day, mm -hmm. saw all these dress socks, and wondered, will they ever get worn again? Time will tell, Matt, but let's get to episode 49. Let's do that. Winning the first impression. 
what does a candidate or prospect think when they first see your website? Matt, on Insights, we talk about digital marketing. We talk about recruitment marketing. We talk about the entire marketing spectrum, the marketing mix. We've gone into goals, strategies, tactics, objectives. We've talked about nearly 150 different topics in the past two years. For sake of this topic, Matt, I almost want to get back to the foundation here. What does a candidate think when they first see your website? It's about winning the battle of that first impression. In 2020, your staffing website, your company website's your front door. It's people are walking in that instead of physically walking in your front door, even before COVID. This was a right. take. If I said in February, I'd, I'd be on the same opinion. It's that's the front door to your company. So what's that impression and everything that goes into it the first time someone walks in or the hundredth time someone walks in? And your website has to have a purpose. Your website can't just be uh, an entity that exists because you think you need to have it, right? We need to think through the functionality of a staffing website. How easy is it to apply to a job? How easy is it to request service or request an employee or contact your, your staffing and recruiting firm? Matt, you've talked in detail about Amazon and their effort to reduce friction. I got an example here, Matt. I tried to order something off of Walmart yesterday. I couldn't figure out where the buy now button was. And I mean that sincerely. I had to buy some, some spool for my weed whacker. Found it on walmart.com. No free plugs, but I'm going to say it. I couldn't buy the thing. I then had to go to Amazon to buy a knockoff version of something that Walmart had the name brand of. It, it blew my mind. I couldn't buy it. If your staffing website creates friction to the sense where a candidate can't apply, they're going to your competition. They're going somewhere else. I think sticking to that, you know, what's the first impression on top of that? It's also what's your branding and messaging, right? Mm -hmm. Is it there? It is important at that aspect. You know, is it, you know, the colors? Is it well designed? Is it the image your company wants to portray? You know, how do you stand out from the competition? How do you connect with the right candidates, the right clients, and also repel or disconnect with the wrong clients or candidates. That's okay. It's hard to accept, but that's okay. But then also I think similar to what's Brad saying, you know, that call to action, that flow, where do you want to take someone after they walk in the front door? Think about it physically. When someone walks in the front door to your office, where do they go? When someone goes to your website for the first time, what's the next step you want them to take to get them, you know, to answer their questions, to help them with their problems and to get them to convert ultimately. I love that analogy. Grocery stores do an incredible job of funneling you through the store the correct way so that you go by the, the right items, you go by sale items, or you have to go all the way to the back of the store to get to a sale item so that you go through other, other aisles to get there. Our website should do the exact same thing. How are we funneling traffic to take action? Where are we guiding that user the, the user experience, as we often refer to it in, in marketing terms, how are we guiding that candidate or that prospect on their journey? I also think it's important to talk about imagery and the overall aesthetic of a staffing website. You know, when I started at Haley seven and a half years ago, it was so common to see landing pages for home pages that had just about every single type of individual in every single role that you could think of. It's awesome to see that we're finally getting to a point where it's okay to say, okay, we're from Buffalo, New York, so we're going to have super Buffalo-driven imagery on our staffing website because this is where we're from and we're proud about it. Or we staff a very specific niche 
these are the type of people that we're going to put on our website, right? If you're in, and this is a extreme comment, but if, if you're in nursing, you wouldn't have a welder on your homepage, right? You need to think through who is the target individual who's coming to my site and how can I make it feel like they see themselves on this page? I can even take that a step further. As you said there, there's a lot of manufacturing websites, light industrial websites. We'll see where I think this happens to where the imagery on the top of that website isn't someone working in the industry. Mm -hmm. It's a manager, you know, if they're in more traditional business dress clothes, you know, it might be a button down shirt and jeans and no tie, but it's not your, the candidates you're placing for 80, 90% of your role. So when, you know, the light industrial worker comes across your site, what do they see? Do they really connect with that person or they just see someone who they could view as a manager and have a negative image? So that's where when you're creating that front door to your company, think about, and it goes back to tried and true principles of insights, right? What's the content you want to see? What's the audience? Who is the audience seeing that content? It's not just you, it's other people to keep in mind. The last thing I want to touch on, Matt, is the mobile experience. What does a candidate or a prospect see when they land on your website for the first time if they're looking on a mobile device? I would challenge anybody listening to the show to try to apply to a job, to, to just go to your website when you have a second. If you're listening while you're driving, wait till you get wherever you're getting to. Pull up your site on your phone and see what that site looks like. What are you hit with when you get on that first homepage, when you navigate to the job board, when you navigate to a contact us page? Are you able to take the right actions, the desired actions? Is there friction? Does your site look clunky? Does it look old and outdated? And remove yourself from the organization. Think about if you were a potential buyer of services, if you were a potential candidate, what impression would you have if this is the first time you're looking at this website? And then make strategic decisions to improve upon that. We want to have a strong first impression. Just like if you were meeting somebody new at a networking event, you want to have a strong first impression, right? You want to make sure your hair is done. You want to make sure there's, there's no salad in your teeth or something like that. You want to make sure your website is also buttoned up and has that very clean aesthetic to it. Matt, let's talk about social media and specifically why we need to think fast but act slow on social media. You know, Matt, we were talking a little bit about this topic ahead of recording and social media to me, and the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is social media moves so incredibly fast that it's so easy to get overwhelmed by the newest things that you're seeing. It's so easy to see something and say, oh, we need to do this. You know, Matt, just today you posted in Slack about Instagram, not, not Instagram stories, LinkedIn stories. Why in the world does LinkedIn think they need to roll out stories? We don't need to have a story on LinkedIn, Matt. And as we look at moving, thinking fast, but moving slow, we need to understand that everything we do on social media has to have a purpose. Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, LinkedIn stories. Pretty soon, Matt, my Outlook email is going to have stories and I'm going to have, I'm going to have people's story in my email. We need to think through what each purpose of each platform is and how we're using those platforms effectively. Just because a social platform is rolling out a new feature does not mean that your staffing and recruiting firm needs to use that feature. Social media continues to, it constantly evolves and I know coming from the recruitment marketing side with recruiting such a challenge, you want to take advantage as quick as possible, right? If something's new, 
there's that first mover advantage. But, you know, this LinkedIn story is just one example. You know, maybe they think Instagram stories work very well, which they do. They do. LinkedIn audience isn't on Instagram, separate debate. So we'll take a feature to LinkedIn and put it in there. What I think is the great way to look at everything that goes on in social media when new features come out is to really evaluate it. And it almost goes back to segment one. Think about your audience. Think about how they want to consume content on each of those social media platforms. And does this newest feature connect with your audience and really help you reach your goals? Like, you know, Instagram stories that helps with branding, Facebook content that helps with reaching the audience spends a lot of time there. Twitter, a great news source, LinkedIn, a great way to connect professionally. You know, what's the best features of each of those platforms to help you connect with your audience to get conversions, to build connections, build that trust over time. Doing some quick research here while you're talking, the average LinkedIn user is on LinkedIn for just about 10 minutes a day. Users are significantly more on Instagram and Facebook. So my guess is Microsoft says, oh shoot, there's a, there's a tactic over here that's working really well for them. How can we get users to spend more time on LinkedIn? Let's roll out stories and try that. The, the problem for me though with that is the, the business-minded individuals are not going to be whipping out their phones every 34 minutes to roll out a new LinkedIn story. I just, I can't see how LinkedIn stories is a good idea. I think your point about, you know, people don't go to LinkedIn very often. In the purpose of a story is to go there very often. A feature right. that's coming from LinkedIn, and this kind of weirdly became a LinkedIn segment, we might bring it back center a little bit, is yeah. LinkedIn is going to be implementing integrations with Zoom and Microsoft Teams and BlueJeans. So video platforms are going to work really well in there. I'm not sure how the integration will work. I don't think it's out yet, but it's going to make it easier to converse and that could work really well. Literally this week, there was a mutual connection of mine that introduced me to another staffing agency owner who said, Hey, you know, Tom says we should talk. Great. We set up a meeting over LinkedIn messenger. Maybe LinkedIn messenger then becomes the video platform. Hey, let's jump on a quick teams call or a quick zoom call and we can connect that way. That's where you leverage a new feature in a platform to talk to someone and connect with them. We did make this a LinkedIn segment and it wasn't <laughs> intended to be. No. To bring us back to center and, and thinking fast but acting slow, when it comes to social media, we need to understand that in staffing and recruiting, every single thing that we do on social media has to have a purpose. I wish we had somebody that kept track of stats for this show. The amount of times that I say every post has a purpose, it's gotta be in the, the 20s or 30s in this, in this collective 49 episodes. Everything that we do on social media with our marketing, everything that we do has to have a purpose. And the, the point of this segment, and, and yes, we made a little bit about LinkedIn, a little bit about this, a little bit about that, is to think fast and understand that, yes, social media changes rapidly, but we need to act slow and think through why it's changing rapidly. How does it make sense for us? How does it make sense for our staffing and recruiting firm? Does Instagram and Instagram stories make sense for our staffing and recruiting firm? Maybe. Does LinkedIn and LinkedIn stories make sense for our specific staffing firm? Maybe. Just because you see sports teams running content in different areas or entertainment running content in different areas, they have an army of content producers that are all doing that. You know, I know in, in working in professional sports, Matt, 
there's at times 10 or 15 people working on one account to make sure that all of that content's getting distributed across all of those channels in the right ways. Think through for your staffing and recruiting firm, what makes the most sense for you? What does success look like for you? And how will you drive success based on the, the various tactics that you have? You know, Matt, just like a toolbox, you have a thousand tools in your garage, right? Or in your toolbox. You don't need to use them all to hang up a picture though. Think through what's perfect for you in that situation and then run with it from there. And how do we do it at Haley Marketing? It's we look at these new tactics. We read experts in the industry too. How are other people using them? But also we come out with a new tech that comes out. How can you use this to help your staffing company? And the last example I'll share here in this segment is Facebook Live right? That's a great new tactic. It's not new, but it's a feature that wasn't in Facebook originally. And staffing companies and recruiters have learned to do hot jobs on Facebook Live or talk about a client or maybe interview an employee they placed or really just connect with recruiters and do recruiter spotlights. That's how you leverage what's unique about staffing through a Facebook Live because one, employees love to connect with their recruiters. And two, Facebook pushes live video a lot. So you have a great marriage of content people want getting distributed to a lot of people and beating the traditional algorithm. So when you see new features, it's what Brad's been getting at. Really take a step back and think about how you can use it to help your staffing business and your team. Matt, let's talk recruitment marketing. And I have a challenge for you, buddy. Sure. Let's think through this scenario for a second. I am a staffing firm owner. I have $2,500 a month and I want to build the best recruitment marketing strategy. Where do we get started, buddy? I'm going to ask a couple questions first. Sure. It's going to be, what type of staffing do you do? Uh, light industrial. Light industrial? Yes. Um, geographic focus? Buffalo, New York. Just in Buffalo. Buffalo and Rochester. Sure. Western New York area. Those are about my, my two, my two homes. 90 miles apart for those who aren't familiar with the, the geographic region of New York state. We're not near New York city. Common sure. misconception. It is. Um, what types of light industrial, any different skill levels or is it pretty consistent? For sake of this conversation, it's, it's all over the, all over the board. You know, from our aspect and the reason I asked Brad these questions, I think they're important because in his fictional role here of staffing agency owner with a budget, it's a different strategy and tactics if it's a light industrial company, if it's a healthcare, if it's an IT, if it's direct hire, you know, et cetera. So in this light industrial, which is really in you know our wheelhouse here pretty good. So I think, you know, we'll have some good tactics to share with with Buddy Brad here. You know, the first step is we look at our four pillars is that we look I'd look at his career site first and really look at, you know, do you have a great way for jobs to get posted? Because I'm assuming your business goal is to get a lot of applications. It's that's what Correct. you need right now if, if you're like 99% of the rest of the staffing companies in the country. So we want to make sure conversions are easy and to look at that career site that you have. And I wouldn't even say you need a whole brand new website. Yes, it's the foundation. And for content, we talk about that with content and digital. But if goals are just to get applications right now, we got to make sure that job jobs are up there quickly. We got to make sure conversions are out easily. We got to make sure it's great on desktop and mobile and that jobs are getting to places. So that's step one. So step one, look at my career site, understand that individuals have to apply to jobs. What's the friction like? Is it easy to apply to that job? Is mm-hmm. it easy to, to request information about that job? Can a candidate apply directly on the website? Where do we go from there? 
I then look at job distribution and how we're going to get candidates because Brad needs applications. Brad needs candidates. And how are we going to convert? We probably would go to job boards um, and distribute them to, you know, you'd have to sponsor on Indeed, obviously, if you're going down that route, which we have a budget, that's probably where the most would go is, you know, Indeed or ZipRecruiter and make it real easy for people to apply. And you could either do that through manual posting. You could do it if your job board or ATS has an automated option. I know some ATS out there have those integrations with an Indeed of the world, ZipRecruiters. And then really also think about if you want to do it in a programmatic sense to where really manage that budget to take your analysis of data to the next level. So if you're really looking at light industrial applications, the best places right now are those two. And then you know, the quick apply on each platform is the most easiest to drive conversions. That makes sense. You know, if we're thinking through people applying to jobs, it has to be easy. It, it has to be accessible on a desktop, on a laptop, on an iPad, on an iPhone, whatever it might be. If, if your application process creates friction for anybody to apply on any device, you're really doing yourself a disservice. So Matt, we looked at career sites, we looked at job distribution. Uh, where do you want to go from there? I think we look at social and just think about if you're, if you're able to post internally or what kind of content are you posting there? If we're just going to look at jobs, we're going to start to think about, you know, or do you want to do a Facebook jobs option, you know, where you're posting jobs there and you can do that manually for free. And if you want to put some budget behind it, you can, or through a traditional standard campaign of more of an ongoing, you know, Hey, Brad staffing agency in Buffalo and Rochester is hiring. Come apply here. So more of a general sense versus a specific sense. So that's what I would look at on the social recruiting side, unless you really wanted to dig into more of a content strategy, which would take a significant portion of that budget because their recruiting budget versus a marketing budget are pretty much different things. Yeah. And if I could step out of business owner mindset for a second and back into uh, Brad, the, the host of insights here from a social recruiting standpoint, look at leveraging Facebook groups, look at leveraging LinkedIn groups, those, those, area-focused and, and city-focused groups that are talking about people looking for work in Buffalo, in Rochester, in Western New York, in your specific geographic location, leverage those groups and leverage that community to get that job distribution a step further. Matt, we talked about social recruiting. Mm-hmm. We talked about job distribution. We talked about career sites. Talk to me about the fourth pillar. Employer branding, you know, Google your company name. Look at your company name on Google, Facebook, and Indeed. And if your star rating is good, continue doing what you're doing. If your star rating is bad or your reviews are just low, as in a total quantity of reviews are low, think of ways to get reviews. How can you push more positive people to leave reviews for you? Because like we've always said, we like to leave reviews when we're angry because we need to vent. But we crowdsource now, right? We go to Google to crowdsource. And if a company has 100 reviews, we think of that almost better than just one review from our friend because it's a bigger opinion and it has a little bit more weight than singular individual feedback. So if you really want to build that, you can definitely look at your reputation and figure out how you want to manage that to drive more reviews because companies with more stars in their reviews get have lower cost replications, higher conversion rates, and that job advertising budget goes farther. It just costs you less to get an application. Say that again. If I have more if you said if I have more reviews. Star, yep, if you're go a four-star review company versus a two-star review company, right? Yep. If Brad Staffing's 4.1 and Matt Staffing's 2.2, 2, 
I have to pay more for applications just because people aren't converting with them as much because they see that and they're like, oh, something's wrong here. 87 people said Matt's company stinks. 92 people said Brad's company is awesome. I want to go work for Brad. Interesting. Yeah. So online reputation does matter. I know we've said Absolutely. that on insights before, but in terms of cost per application and actual business dollars, reviews matter. If we want to put money to all four pillars here, we'll wrap it up. You have $2,500. Yeah. The, the majority is going to go to job advertising, right? But then I would look at your career site definitely to make sure that's not going to cost you $2,500 a month, even though I said it's priority one. So the majority of your budget is going to job advertising. Then you're going to look at your career site to make sure it's easy to optimize then start to consider if you want to have a social recruiting strategy. It's probably the pillar where you can get the most free on organic options. I mean, you mm-hmm. do need to pay yeah. on Facebook, but like Brad said, you can post Facebook jobs. You can go to Facebook groups and see results. And then analyze your reputation to see if you want to, if you need help there. And if your reputation online isn't what you want it to be, put you know, 10% of your budget there. I know this is all theoretical, Matt, and it was all just a, an interesting scenario as we were talking about show segments this week, but is this type of analysis something that you would do for potential clients or potential prospects? Do you, we are do you daily marketing conversations? We, yeah, we call it a roadmap, a recruitment marketing roadmap where our team um, will, will analyze the four pillars, all those different areas, right? We look at career site. Hey, what's it look like on mobile? Kind of like we talked about in segment one. You know, how fast does it load, et cetera. Number two, job advertising. Thing like job descriptions. What are you doing on Indeed or ZipRecruiter? Are you sponsoring? Is it working well? How are you managing? You shift over to, to social recruiting. You know, do you have a content strategy? What's your, what's your strategy there? How does that work? And then lastly, employer branding, reputation management. What's it like out there? What are people saying about you? And how can you analyze that? And those are all, there's a number of different factors that you can look at. Um, the smart recruit, smart recruiting guide will help you look at that alienmarketing.com slash smart recruiting. And also we didn't say this, but there's a new recruitment marketing website coming soon that maybe that could be part of our new 50th episode extravaganza. I like that a lot, Matt. So if, if someone's listening right now and they want their own recruitment marketing roadmap, or they want to have a conversation with you, you think going to that landing page is the, the, the best example for them or, or what should somebody do instead? Landing page has 190 plus ideas to help you with your recruiting. We'll put it in the show notes to make sure you get the link. But then also, obviously, feel free to reach out to the team here at Haley Marketing or connect with me on LinkedIn and we'll set you up with the right people to, to help you and consult on things we see you're doing well, areas we see for improvement, and what your top priority should be. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.